Hello, and welcome back to The Millennial and the Mom. I'm Maddie, the Millennial. And I'm Katie, the mom. Um, And I'm literally so excited to talk about today's topic. I know. We are so true crime obsessed. And honestly, I fall asleep every night listening to a true crime podcast. And basically now I know a lot of the setups for what happens, but I know very little about how they're solved because I always fall asleep before the end. Oh, so yeah, I don't have that issue. I could tell you like the entire plot of multiple cases. Um, I cannot consume enough true crime content. Um, so I'm so excited to to get into it and talk about why we are so fascinated. Well, okay, the mom and me like has to ask, like, why do we like true crime so much? Like, is this a sign of a bigger problem? Like, are we using other people's tragedies for our entertainment? I feel kind of bad. No, I know there's a broader, there's like a broader discussion that we're not gonna be having because we're gonna keep this light and fun, but like the ethics of true crime, all of that. But I do think, I mean, everyone for the most part that I talk to is you know, at least dabbled in true crime or they've watched like a Netflix special or they listen to a podcast every week or whatever. It's it's very ingrained in our culture as Americans. Well, and you know, what's funny is I noticed recently is that they've actually replaced soap operas in the afternoon, at least on NBC. It's now, there's a dateline every single afternoon, like in a spot that used to be a soap opera. So I guess- There's a dateline channel where all day you can watch dateline. But this is on like the main network channel. So I guess we've just replaced like- drama and like scandalous you know soap opera plot lines for true crime so not good or bad just different yeah no and I'm, I'm interested to hear your perspective as someone who you know you're you're from a different generation than us millennials but like when you were growing up in my age was there true crime like I know there weren't podcasts there was not like recording tv shows like there was no Netflix but like did cases get the same amount of attention that they do now, like in the seventies and eighties? Well, thank you for making sure that we know. Not to out your age. (laughs) Thank you. I'm a child of the seventies. Well, you know what? That's actually kind of interesting because I, they didn't because nothing got the attention that it gets today, right? There were just constant 24 hour media. So I don't necessarily remember true crime being a thing when I was a kid. I think there, I mean, Obviously, there was crime and there was news. There were all those serial killers in the 70s. I mean, oh, I, terrible, terrible. But I mean, I think um, one of the things I was thinking about is we had like ABC after school specials. Like that was our version of true crime, air quotes. It, not, it wasn't really crime, but it was like these like, you know, kind of difficult life lessons. And quite frankly, some of those were scary. I remember like, like what? I don't know, just about like people like abusing kids or like oh taking God. advantage of kids. Um, they were supposed to teach us a lesson. Wait, you you know what an ABC after school special is, right? I don't know. We had PBS growing up. Oh my God. You're too young to understand the ABC after school I mean, special. you would have been watching it with me. Was there, was it in the 90s? I was busy when I was, I mean, I was putting you in front of the TV so I get something done. I wasn't sitting there watching it with you, but no, it was like, you would come home from school and this thing would be on at like four o'clock in the afternoon, um, like on, you know, ABC, obviously. And, you know, you couldn't record it. So you had to like watch it right then, but they came up every now and then. And I don't know. Well, I have, I'll have to do a little research on what happened to the ABC after school special, but yeah, maybe rack your memory, but um, no, it's interesting because I definitely remember being young, like probably like, I mean, we were living in Connecticut. I, I, we moved around a lot, so I can benchmark my ages off what state we were living in. Okay, but I, so was probably, you were under I was probably in like grade. first, I was probably in like first or second grade. And I definitely remember because we used to get like the people magazines delivered and whatever. And it was like Natalie Holloway and like, 
Elizabeth Smart and whatever, like those cases were still getting talked about. And so I definitely remember like being a young kid and being like, oh, like there's crime out there and whatever. And I think it was just like, that was probably like I was five in like 2001. Like I was like probably the early of the like 24 hour news cycle. And we're going to talk about all these cases on the Today Show. Um, So I feel like pretty much my entire childhood growing up, like there was some amount of true crime talked about. Definitely more now than, you know, when I was in like middle school, but it wasn't like something new to me. I think it's just the formats, right? And thank you for bringing up People Magazine because I do love People Magazine. And yes, I subscribe. We, and... We're a People Magazine and we're also a Today Show family in case you were wondering where our alliance oh, is. Loyalty to the Today Show till, <laughs> till the day I die. Maybe we'll... one day we'll get to go on with oh, I, will on, I will be on the plaza holding a sign. I'm sorry. Um, my my dentist office is across from the plaza. So maybe you'll catch me there when I'm going to get my teeth cleaned. Sometimes. But I do think, I mean, yes, there's a lot of different mediums that we had true crime. Like there a lot of books right I mean you could read the story um you know read a, read yeah. a book a reenactment things in the magazine you just didn't have like the 24 7 access to true crime like we have now um but I do well, and it's always been like mysteries and thrillers since yes. like medieval times probably have always been a thing but it's like when did we start kind of you know blowing up real life cases to the same level as like you know, an Agatha Christie novel or whatever. Right. Well, and I think, you know, as as much as yes, there probably are some underlying issues in that we are using true crime as entertainment. There have been very like high profile examples. I think there was one just very recently about a girl who was abducted um, by her mother who didn't have custody and they found her six years I later. I saw that. Right. I mean, so because she was, the story was on a show. Someone recognized her. Yeah. And someone recognized her. So obviously, I mean, if it brings awareness to cases and helps some bring some closure to families, ends up protecting some people, finding people, you know, who obviously um, have been abducted or something's happened to them. I mean, that is a very positive outcome. It's just hopefully it doesn't, you know, skew too far towards the voyeurism into people's tragedies. Yeah, no, it's it's a fine line. And I did, um, you know, if you listen last week, we were talking about hobbies and do we have hobbies and whatever. So we both discussed that like listening to true crime podcasts is one of our hobbies. Um, but like I mentioned, I, I take things too far. And so I made my husband record a true crime podcast with me last year. Um, we only <laughs> recorded one episode. We never released it. But I, I will say like, I... I enjoy consuming true crime podcasts. I listen to them daily, but I, I, something, something to me felt wrong about researching the case and recording it. Like there are people who do it so well. And I, you know, we'll get into like our favorite podcasts and true crime, you know, mediums. Um, but just for me personally, I was like, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm not doing this justice. Like I, this is someone's life I'm talking about. Um, so it is interesting. And I think it's, it's a, it's a specific type of person who's able to, you know, do it well and do it respectfully and and not like make light of it or talk about theories that are just, you know, pure speculation. Like it's, it's a fine line for sure. Well, and there are some true crime, um, particularly in the podcast genre that are, you know, they're kind of comedy based and yeah. that's, a I don't, little, I don't love those. I ones. don't love those either because on the one hand, sometimes the way you deal with a difficult topic is you can kind of like make light of it and and find some humor in order Mm -hmm. to maybe 
open up, you know, being able to talk about something. But some of those, I think, take it a little bit too far. Uh, it's interesting, though, the intersection of true crime and, you know, real life. Um, but we were listening to the podcast about the Golden State Killer. Mm -hmm. at, this is like five years ago. I think we were actually driving. Um, your dad and I were driving to visit you at college. And we started, we listened to the podcast on the drive there. It was like a six episode. It was the one by the woman who um, actually was writing the book about the Golden State Killer. And then she died. I'll and be I, gone in the dark. Yes, I'll be gone in the dark. And so the interesting thing was we we didn't know a ton about that case. And we listened to, you know, these multiple episodes. Which is interesting because dad grew up in Southern California. Well, and, and maybe he remembers it from when he was a kid. I don't know. But again, the, yeah. the way to get that media was so different back then. But we had really gotten all caught up on this case. And the really freaky thing is, two days later, after we finished that drive, mm -hmm. listening to that podcast, they solved that and they caught the guy. And it was like mind blowing because I had just heard the whole history of everything. So again, I mean, they can be educational. I think too, some of the ones I know that we both like, there is an element by the host sometimes about hey, like, you know, here's some things you can do to keep yourself safe. Not that, you know, victims are ever to blame for the situations they find no. themselves in, but there are some, you know, interesting takeaways sometimes about how might you think about your own personal safety um, and do your best, you know, obviously to safeguard against something happening. Yeah, no, no. And I think I always like the ones like where they, where they tell you, okay, you know, you, we've told you all the facts, whatever, like, let us tell you our theories or whatever. And they're very clear of like, no law enforcement has ever said this is what happened, but like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna dabble into it. Like, that's fine. Like, as long as you tell me, like, this is not like fact. Right. But I think it's interesting because I know you and dad are like huge Dateline people and like you watch Dateline like every night. I okay, like wait, 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 wait. We don't watch Dateline every night. I mean, most nights. No, 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 no. We, it's like, like nightly news with Lester Holt and then the Dateline. You know, I love Lester. Okay. So I know we're an NBC family. Lester is my homie. <laughs> I, I can't really, my night cannot start until I see Lester Holt on the news. But, um, <laughs> sorry. But I think, honestly, the, the new episodes of Dateline come out on Friday night. Yes, I do know that. Um, so yeah, if we can catch the Dateline when it comes out, but here's the thing I will say about Dateline and I do, I love them and I am a loyal NBC person. Um, you know, they take like a 30 to 45 minute story and they stretch it over two hours. And it's like, sometimes that frustrates me. I'll listen to the podcast, which it, it can move along a little bit sometimes, although usually it's the direct recording from the show. I was um, going to say, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I think that you know, it's, it's a predictable format too. That's the other thing. And some of these podcasts um, and shows are predictable in the sense of the way they kind of lay out the case and who they talk to. So um, I guess my, my main, what I was trying to get at was, do you, do you prefer to listen to true crime? Like, I don't always love watching it. And sometimes too, like people, I literally am like known in my office. They're like, Maddie, have you heard about this case? And I'm like, of course I have. Like I've listened to six podcasts about it, but like, I am not someone who enjoys necessarily watching like really dark and twisty thrillers or like I can read them. I can listen to them on audio, but like something about watching it, like I, I can't, I can't always stomach it, which is odd because I love 
listening yeah. to the podcast. So I think, yeah, I don't necessarily need the visual of it. Dateline isn't like super gruesome. What was that movie that one time? I can't remember if you were home. Certainly some portion of you girls were home. It was the one, it was the, it was, it was like a series. The Cape Horn. Oh no, Cape Fear. Forget it. I Cape won't Fear. watch that movie. I couldn't finish that. That is terrifying to me. So, okay. So to your point, absolutely no. I'm not going to watch that movie. But that's fictional or it's fictionalized. Well, I mean, listen, you've listened to some true crime recently. It's always truth is stranger than fiction, but I don't like horror type movies. I don't like super graphic things. Um, I like to read thrillers. I love a mystery. I love a good thriller. I love Um, to read a thriller. Yeah, Lucy Foley, bring it all, bring all the Lucy Foley books on. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like a John Grisham. That's I'm I'm my father's. Yes, father. yes. We all this John whole family Grisham. loves a good John Grisham. Um, but I think that, you know, reading it, listening to it. Now, I used to listen a lot more. Quite frankly, my podcast listening has suffered a little bit because I'm not commuting. I used to commute like 35, 40 minutes each way to work. And I would listen to my podcast during that time. So now I'm probably not listening to as many as I used to. Um, and for some reason, I listen to them at night. I almost always like to listen to true crime going to bed. I fall asleep pretty quickly, though. So I never really get any resolution that I got to go back, you know, and, and figure out where I left off. But I do think that in terms of like the types of cases, I I know some cases, like cases that involve kids, like, uh, I really struggle. Those are hard to hear. Um, you know, any type of like abuse situation, I don't love to listen to that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like ones that have a resolution. Although some of my favorite ones are, um, podcasts of unsolved cases as well, but I do when it's, when it's got some conclusion and they can kind of tell you, you know, what's happened now and is the person have, have they had the trial even, I will say, I, I know you are doing this right now too. talk about true crime is that love and death show on HBO max. Yes. I am obsessed and we're waiting. I didn't, I didn't watch the one last night. So don't tell me what happened. Okay. I won't say anything. I mean, I know it's, I, I, well, I know we know, we know what happens, but the way they're kind of rolling it out, I think we only have one or two episodes left to come out, but I think there's only like eight episodes. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, but that's really, really, I mean, that's actors portraying the story and, you know, they always have a disclaimer, like, well, it's interesting because at the beginning of this show, it says, this is a true story. And a lot of times they'll say, this is based on a true story. So I'm wondering why they don't say based on, but they've said it's pretty accurate. Well, I think they're, that's what I think. That's why I don't think they're saying it's because they're, they're following the storyline. Like, yeah, there's a theatrical element right. to it, but I think they, I, I don't think they've changed yeah. anything. Yeah. So it's, Major. I mean, it's, it's very good and it's, I mean, it's, it's a bit graphic and um, obviously it's, it's very tragic, but um, so I think I will say it's interesting. I mean, I don't obviously like there are cases that are too hard to listen to or I'll turn them off. I'm like, you know, I'm just like not in a place where like, I want to be listening to this right now, but I will say like, and I don't know what this says about me, but like the ones that are most like jarring or not jarring, but like the ones where it's like someone gets like kidnapped on their way home from school or like, they were taken from a public place or something like those are the ones where like I'm like I'm hanging on every word and I think like and I was talking to someone about this it might have been you it might have been someone else it's because it's like those are the ones that like play on our worst fears it's like like you were told stranger danger or like whatever and it's like it validates that like that is something you should have worried about or like I'll tell my husband all the time like I'll walk our dog like not late at night but like I take, I have like the birdie alarm on my keys and I have pepper spray or whatever. And like, 
you know, my husband's a six foot three white male, like his frame of reference Mm -hmm. of what's scary is different than mine. Um, and he'll be like, oh my God, like, well, you don't need pepper spray. Like we live in a safe area. And I'm like, listen to this true crime podcast about this girl who got abducted from the busy target parking lot. And like, you'll think differently, like whatever. And so it's like, those are the ones I feel like I, I, I enjoy listening to the most, or I, I'm most captivated by because they're the ones that are like something that could happen to me. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, is there actually any more crime happening or are we just hearing about all the crime now that's happening? No, I think I, in one of the podcasts and we're going to get into like our favorite ones in a minute, but the, lot of the, um, I think it's the podcast network does a lot of, um, they have a bunch of the true crime podcasts and they'll do kind of like series across their like line of shows. Um, and they had this one about like the crazy seventies or whatever. And like, that's when like all of the serial killers, like or a lot of the big ones that we talk about today, like Ted Bundy, like the Hillside Strangler, like all of those, like it was like crazy 10 years of like, what the hell was going on? Like, why were all these white men like slashing people left and right? But it's like, I, I feel like there's probably serial killers right now. Maybe we just don't know them or whatever. Okay, now but I'm like, terrified. I, this is making me uncomfortable. We're talking about serial killers. No, it almost feels like maybe there's less. Like a lot of the podcasts I listened to like happened in the 70s and 80s. Okay, I need to do some research. Now I'm going to have to go down a big rabbit hole on crime statistics and I'll report back. But, um, you know, it is interesting though, because I think that unfortunately with anything nowadays with um, news and media and access, you know, kids younger and younger are getting access to, um, you know, Netflix shows. Mm -hmm. And I did have, you know, I mean, it was kind of a funny story, but it was also very instructive is um, recently I was um, stepping back into the classroom and and teaching sixth grade math to kind of help out at a school. And uh, one of the students asked me, um, he started by saying he had come in after school for some help and he's working away. And there's out of the blue, he says to me, he goes, um, were you alive in 1993? And I was like, well, first of all, thank you for thinking I might not be alive in 93, but yes, I was alive. He said, what were you, what, what were you doing? What were, where were you in 1993? I said, well, I had just graduated from college. And he said, next sentence without a thought, he goes, did you know Jeffrey Dahmer? And I'm like, okay, listen, <laughs> what let, let's talk about this why are you asking me about Jeffrey Dahmer well he had been watching the Netflix series yeah and that was one like I no, finished it that one was graphic. And an 11 year old these are 11 year olds right he's 11 years yeah. old I'm like wow I don't really think that's a show that you should be watching I mean obviously his parents have the ultimate say parents are guardians but I was in and I had to explain to him also you know this is a big country just because I was around in 93 and Jeffrey Dahmer was I did not mention to him though if I had known Jeffrey Dahmer maybe I wouldn't be here talking to him um so you know but it's I think there there should be a little bit more of a filter because it must be very scary I mean in some ways, I hope it's a little bit scary to kids if they're seeing these types of stories. I don't want them to become numb to it. No. And I will say as like someone who, like what we were talking about in the beginning of this episode, like I'm a, I'm a kid of the the mid, mid to late nineties. I was starting to have much more like formative memories in the early two thousands, which was when a lot of big events happened. Like yeah. 9-11, we lived right outside of DC when the DC sniper was there. Like I I still don't love flying because it's like when I was younger, like those were the images yeah. you would see on the TV. They talked about it for years, the videos and all of that. And then it's like the same thing. Like I was like, I feel like we went through phases of like having to make sure the windows were locked at night and like whatever. And some of that's because it's like what you're exposed to when you're a kid, like you, you don't have the emotional capability to like be like, 
oh, I know that like 98% of abductions are by a family member or whatever. Like, it's not like the boogeyman is taking every case you hear, but if that's what you're seeing on Netflix and like you're seven, like I would be terrified to leave my house. And the DC sniper was terrifying. I mean, you guys were young during then. And I remember. Yeah. We had to be like walked into school with people with machine guns. We had police at your school. You got out of the car. You were to quickly with um, police around get into school and I remember like I like dad was very insistent like I was not to go to a gas station and put gas in the car he would put gas in the car because it was that was a terrifying time right to live through that it was right yeah. in our area I mean I think they remember they spotted that um actual car yeah. like half a mile from us at one of the strip malls that we always went to he, he didn't end up doing a shooting there but had been in that area so yeah I mean I think those are very traumatic experiences um but again I hope that the proliferation of true crime isn't making us numb to the human side behind it and the terrible tragedies and I don't know I mean I, I obviously I don't know anybody who's experienced some uh, I mean I know people obviously who've experienced tragedies but in terms of you know knowing somebody who's had their case play out on true crime I don't know I'm sure those families feel very mixed about it if they're looking for um you know the person Mm -hmm. who did it and that that can help them I know some of those families really seek out that type of attention because they feel like it can help them solve the case or find their loved one but I'm sure in the ones in which the story is fairly well complete those families that's got to be difficult yeah where it's like they open and shut you know it's like, do we still need to be like talking? I, I guess, but some of them, like it is a good lesson or it's like, hey, like a lot of them, I remember when I was in college, I went to like a really large state school and there was really like large Greek life. And we had to go sit through this seminar of like dating violence. And it was like a case, it was like a regular sorority girl, like all the people sitting in the auditorium. And it's like, no one, all of her friends missed all mm. of these signs and her boyfriend ended up killing yeah. her. And it's like, so yeah, to some extent, like they know who did it. They know it's open and shut, like there's resolution, whatever, but it's like, there's a really important mm-hmm. lesson that like people need to hear from yeah. that. So it's like a fine line of like, what, what needs to be talked about? What can we kind of be like, you know what, this happened? Like, we don't need to to discuss it in graphic detail. Like, I don't, I don't know the answer yeah, to it. I don't either, but maybe we should talk about some of our favorite um, true crime. Let's stick to podcasts, maybe. Well, I know. I, I I bet I can guess both of our favorites. We are well, avid, you know it because we both avid. belong to the club. We've actually paid up for this podcast. I know we are absolute crime junkies. Ashley Flowers, like, is my is my oh, queen. I Ashley so Flowers much. is the bomb. I mean, anything. Well, I mean, in her whole audio chuck, you know, brand and production company. Yeah. You know, most I would say a lot of our favorites are within that that family and within that production company. But yeah. When did you start listening to Crime Junkie? Did I tell you about it? I don't remember. I think we both kind of, it was probably during the pandemic. I think it was. I I distinctly remember I started listening to it and I think, you know, we can get into like podcast listening and, and whatever. And I think one of the reasons I enjoy Crime Junkie and hopefully, you know, someone out there thinks about that, about our show is like, I did enjoy like the back and forth yes. banter. They're clearly Britt and Ashley are like really good friends this is a, a shared hobby of theirs, whatever. And it was kind of nice. Like I discovered it, like you said, during COVID, I was working from home all day by myself. And like, it felt like I was listening to two friends yes. talk and like, they've gotten a lot bigger since then. This was probably like late 2020, 2021, beginning 2021. And I think 
I think they started in 2017 or 2018. And now they have a much broader reach and they've expanded shows and they do a lot of important work of like talking about underrepresented cases and things like that. But in the beginning, it was like the Lacey Peterson case. And like, you know, they they did a lot of the big cases. And so I just like listening to it. It was like listening to two friends talk or how we talk about a case yeah, I would agree that the conversational style of that show, I do really enjoy. And there's some predictability like that show. Again, it's like, she's a great, I, story she's a great storyteller, you know, kind of how things are going to unfold. Um, and I like that. That's when I'm like getting into a new show. I do get kind of turned off sometimes. There's a few that I've listened to that are a little bit too cheeky or they're a little bit too, you know, putting like a humorous cast on it. And well, now, like, I mean, I tried to record one. I feel like, and okay, like no judgment because we're sitting over here recording a new podcast, but now I feel like everyone knows true crime's a big thing. Like everyone's trying to put out a true crime podcast and you can tell a lot of them are ones like they've not done right, their research. Right. It's not well told, like whatever. Right. Like I, I know, I also know trusting crime junkie, like they're going to give me, they, they sometimes they have, they share their opinions or they'll, you know, take a take on it or whatever, but like for the most part, you know, you're getting the facts. Yeah. Like this is, they're, they're doing hopefully the story justice. Well, and they actually now have like a dedicated reporter who's digging into cases. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Delia D'Ambra, but um, love I love her. her too. So, I mean, I think that, um, yeah, you, I feel like I can trust the information there. They're pretty, yeah. um, they're, they're pretty upfront when they're kind of veering off and they, they also do a really great job of citing their sources. There's a few I've listened to uh, podcasts that I won't name that I'm like, are you just regurgitating a podcast you heard? Um, with your own spin on mm-hmm. it so um I will say my favorite crime junkies and I again like Ashley Flowers she worked in radio like she this is clearly like has been her life's work it sounds like um but they do such a good job and like there's been a couple like two-parters where it'll be like I remember I you guys like this just shows like how much of an obsession I am but I I list I re-listen because crime junkie is one of my absolute favorite ones like I would rather re-listen to one of their shows than like listen to like a so so new one that I haven't heard so like I listen to them a lot when I walk my dog and I'm very much a creature of habit like crime junkie is my podcast go-to friends is my tv show I rewatch. I've seen it so many times like I've listened to all the crime junkies like multiple times but I was just re-listening to their case about the Lundies it was like I think it happened in like New Zealand or Australia or something and it's two-parter so they'd go through the whole first part and you kind of reach a conclusion or you feel like you do and then they're like they end the show and they're like and next week, like, we're going to tell you everything that, like, we didn't tell you today. And, like, that whatever. was a and then great it's just, like, case. That was a great it's case. So yes. they do such yes. a good job of figuring out, like, where I think they did the same thing kind of with the Lacey Peterson case where it's, like, they, they're they telling you all the information and it's all factual. But it's, like, they're taking it, like, at different yeah. times. And it's it's they they are just, like, magicians. Yeah. yeah. What, what are some other ones that you like? Well, you mentioned um, Delia D'Ambra. I love Park Predators, but again, that's an audio Chuck show. It's a very similar style, but something about like her voice and like do the nature sounds like you're in the national park. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's actually, I think it, I think they released them in June. I am dying for a new, or starting I am in June. It's waiting like for a new a summer a, series. I know. I think it is a summer series. I'm waiting for a new um uh, a series or what do you call it season of that to start um and that she does a really good job with too because she doesn't have a co-host right That's just her but there you know what it, it's something about her voice and the storyline actually makes you feel like you're out in the park it's like 
kind of yes. quiet and you're and you can really imagine. and then they'll be like you're walking and like they'll put like a twig snapping in the background or whatever I they they do such a good job but she also does and I think it's one of your favorite shows she is also the narrator for Counterclock. love that one love that did you listen they just released the new season I'm in the middle of it have you listened to the whole thing I don't think I finished it I have not I've listened to the first couple of episodes. Yeah. Another one from Audio Chuck is The Deck, which I know you don't like as much. I like it. It's not, it's not necessarily one of my top, top favorites, but it's all unsolved cases. So well, I don't I don't not like it. I love an unsolved, or I don't I want the cases to be solved, but I do like the element of like, wow, like if we get this out there, like it could make a difference. It could solve the case, whatever. But I think my issue sometimes with counterclock and the deck is like, I'm very much someone like, I want the story told to me. And that's why I love like Brit and Ashley talking about it or Delia talking about it on Park Predators. Like I don't necessarily like enjoy from an audio perspective when they're jumping between like the interviews, like they're interviewing the family and the detectives. I like watching that if I'm watching like a documentary or whatever, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm like too ADD. Like it's hard for me to follow sometimes. And I'm like, who's talking? Like, okay, I agree with you. The multi-episode ones, not like a two-parter like they do on Crime Junkie, but when they're like a counterclock, which is like I mean, a season is a case. Um, and there's another one that I like. Um, actually, it's it was a case up in Toronto called The Billionaire Murders. I haven't listened to that. That's a good one. And it's multiple episodes. I can't remember how many it is, maybe six or eight. But sometimes it is hard to have the thread continue. Yeah. Whereas something like a documentary or even a you know fictionalized show like Love and Death, like I can remember from week to week because I've had that visual. Okay, I remember that character. Yeah. Um, so that that is um interesting. And then there are some where they actually have like different actors portraying, well, you know, different. Okay, I see the difference is I do like those. Like I love, I was mentioning the podcast, and that's like a little bit more like it's like a fictionalized TV show. Like yes. they're they're no one knows for sure what the victim said to whoever. Like they're they're taking their own kind of artistic take on it. But I do really enjoy um I think I think their shows, it's like solved murders and unsolved murders. Yeah. And that is more like it's a little bit less lighthearted I would say it's more like I'm listening to almost like a thriller or whatever whereas like crime junkie like you know it's two friends or two gal pals like right um but the podcast shows are a little bit more like you know it's like a like a Netflix series or something it's a real production yeah yeah but those are two you have a couple other that I don't you have two on our list of favorite podcasts that I don't actually know I don't listen to them oh gruesome and murder with my husband okay what is gruesome Okay, gruesome. I love them. They're a little bit more like, like it's almost like it's it's the same kind of setup as crime junkie. Like they're they're two friends. They're obviously true crime obsessed, but like they take a little bit more. Like like crime junkie is a very professional show, and it has been like since the start. Like obviously the audio quality's gotten a lot better. They now have studios and like whatever. But at its core, like the the format's very similar. The, the way they approach the cases has been consistent over the six whatever years they've been doing it. Um, Gruesome is like crime junkie. It's two female friends. They, I think they also live in Indiana. Um, but they're like, they like kind of start the episodes off with some like, they're just talking about their life and their kids and like whatever. And then they like get into the episode. But then the last like 30 minutes of it is they're just like, oh my God, like I would have taken that guy out if I had seen him. Like they get into like a little bit more of like, they're like just like banter um and they're funny but they do some really interesting cases but it's a much longer 
I would say their episodes are consistently over an hour. Okay. I was and say, it's, not, it's not, it's not an hour, hour yeah. of, of the case. It's probably, the case is probably like 30 minutes and there's like 10 minutes at the start and like 30 minutes at the end, but murder with my husband. I Wait, really one like- question about gruesome before you move on to murder with my husband. The reason I think I haven't listened to it is I was imagining it was really gruesome cases. Is it any more graphic or gruesome than like a crime junkie? No. And they, they've done some of the same cases. I will say sometimes crime junkie won't do a case now that they've gotten so big that is really, really well known. And there's like a lot of content about. So I have heard some cases on gruesome um, that I, that I hadn't heard before. Okay. Um, Maybe I was being turned off by the name and I should give it a chance. No. And they're always, they're ones like they do. Well, I forgot to even do the big, you know, whatever. So one of the hosts, um, when she was a kid, she was kidnapped and she escaped. What? Yeah. So the first episode or the second episode they do was talking about her case. Um, so that's kind of like their background. Oh my gosh. Okay. They, now they're I'm like gonna childhood have to friends. So like okay. the friend knew she was kid, like whatever. So there's, okay. there's some more backstory there. Um, I like them. They're funny. I would say it's more so like, I'll like, sometimes I'll get on my Peloton and I will, I'll do like just ride or whatever. Like, that's a good one. It's like, you know, it's, it's not all serious. Like right. you know, just two gals talking, but um, the other one is murder with my husband, which I, I don't consistently listen to. It's one I'll like download a few episodes of, like if I know I'm going on a plane and like I want some like ones I haven't heard. Um, but it's really good. It's it's this woman, she's probably she's probably my age, maybe a little older, and her husband, and her husband's like not into true crime. And so it's like she's telling him the case and she'll be like, and then like, you know, he hit her like 20 times with like a axe or whatever. He's like, what? what is wrong with people like why are you telling me this like it's it has a little bit he's kind of the foil and she's telling he's hearing it for the first time from her yes I mean who knows how many times they how many takes they do to record it but it's like it's clearly like she's the one who's really into it and she's like making her husband like sit through like they're pretty popular now Um, oh my gosh that's like I should have I should have done an episode yesterday when I dragged your father to home goods and he had a lot to say about his experience having to go along with oh my god he hates home goods he hates it I said well you can come in and I'll be quick or you can sit in the car he goes but then I'm going to be sitting in the car outside home goods I better I'm going to come in and make sure this moves along quickly no, I, it's it's so funny. But I guess I, that's something interesting because dad is someone who, I mean, my entire childhood was watching like Jack Ryan thrillers. And we just mentioned like mm-hmm. we love John Grisham books and we would watch the movies and everything. Like he was also a police officer, like a reserve police officer. But he's not really someone I feel like that listens to true crime. No, he doesn't listen. He's not super big into podcasts. He does love a good documentary though. Like, or he loves a good show on Netflix or something. We just started one last night, actually, that's based on, I think it's called The White House Murders. It's uh, some case out of um, England. Did you watch that on Netflix? Or no, it's on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. Of course I've seen it. If there is a (laughs) documentary out there, because like anytime like I'm sick or like, I'm just like, I just need a day like in bed on the weekend or whatever. Like it's not, something's, something's wrong with me. Like people are probably like, this girl is like too obsessed, but like I, something about, you know, you're starting that new like six part series. Yes. I got a lot to dive into. Like this. Wait, so did you, you've watched that? Yeah. And okay, there's, well, um, don't tell me because we only did like the first episode. I will say though, I watched it. We were living where in where we live now. So it could it it was it must have been 2021, um, when it was still kind of like 
COVID. I watched it. I, I thought it was really interesting, whatever. But I feel like I listened to a podcast about it somewhat recently, like where they do like multiple episodes. And I feel like the story was a little different. Oh, interesting. Or not different, but maybe it was told differently. I remember being like, oh, I remember I watched this show, but this some of this feels like like new information. Um, but that's a really, that's an interesting case for sure. So we're, we're getting into that. So he likes that type of stuff, but he's not necessarily a big listen to podcasts. Um, I mean, of he any type. Not really of any type. Um, Is he going to listen to our podcast? Well, he, I hope he listens to our podcast. He's going to be our only other listener. <laughs> well, I don't, let's not count on him. I mean, let's, let's, first of all, your two sisters, they better be our first two followers. Um, yeah. We're going to have to cultivate some followers, but no, again, but we'll, um, we'll link, maybe what we'll do is we'll go through and we'll, we'll link our favorite episode from each yes. one of the podcasts. We oh, for in sure. the show notes if you're for looking sure. for something new, but yeah, I mean, if you we're going to post, um, we'll also, you know, post our Instagram, our favorite shows, um, comment yours. If there's one that like we haven't discussed because I'm, I'm constantly looking for I am new too. shows. I am too. So I love I'm like a, up yeah. to date on all of my, on all of my podcasts. So like anytime something new comes out or there's one I found where it's like, there's, there's 20 episodes I haven't listened to. I'm like, yes, like I'm set for my commute for the next like a couple of weeks or whatever. Right, right. I love, I love a recommendation. There is one, I think every once in a while I'll do a podcast on audible and there is one and I'm blanking on the name, but I'll put in the show notes. There is one. That oh, I, I didn't know they did podcasts. Oh yeah. There, and there's a crime. You have to listen to them on audible or are they on like Spotify? No, they're just on audible. And they also do some like only on audible, like audible originals which are like, oh yeah, they, they, there's some good stuff on there too. So I've, I've gone down and looked <clears throat> down that rabbit hole because I was looking for a new one and couldn't really find one. But, um, and you listen on Spotify, right? Yeah. I'm a big Spotify person. I am Spot yeah. I'm Spotify only. But I, I, well, it's interesting because I actually like, I just had like fraud on my credit card and my number changed and whatever. So a lot of my like reoccurring memberships, I had to go back in and, and updated them or whatever. And I just, now that you mentioned we were both in the fan club, I realized I must have not updated my Crime Junkie one because I've been listening to them on Spotify. And I know mm. they like now have their own app. Um, but I do love when it's like, you know, you've gotten really into something and you hear they have like a Patreon or there's more content somewhere and you're like, yes, like I guess yes. like unlock 10 more episodes. I know, I know. The special and it's a good way to support. Only, yeah. Like, I mean, I think at one point Crime Junkie, they were talking about like each case they do, they research for like, 30 hours or something like these people like are dedicating like a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's a nice way to like feel like you're supporting your um your like favorite creators. I mean, this podcast, we're we're not really doing any prep work, guys. So in case you're <laughs> okay, in case you were wondering. I wouldn't say there's no prep work. And remember, this is now episode three, and I and I still in my own mind have no idea how this gets to the actual podcasting platform. So much to learn still. Um, but anyways, this was fun, Maddie. It's always fun chatting. I know. Well, now I feel like I need to go like binge a podcast or something. But yeah, we've had a lot of fun. We're now three episodes in. We have a bunch more um, topics to discuss. So definitely come back next week. We'll be um, discussing something totally different. But um, if you're enjoying the show, we would really love for you to leave us a review, whether you're, you know, we just mentioned we love Spotify, but if you're listening on Apple podcast, um, leave us a review there. Um, check us out on Instagram. We always share kind of what we're talking about in picture form. 
Um, and you can check us out on stories and we're, we're going to do some fun stuff there. Um, so we're at the millennial and the mom, um, on Instagram. And if you want to, um, give us a suggestion of a topic, you'd like to hear a millennial and a mom take on, we would love that. And even more important than a review is tell a friend, you know, because then we could go from like two followers to three followers and, yeah. I, and then we could, maybe we could get into double digits and that's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, well, this was so much fun. We will come back next week and and we'll see you then but um i'll talk to you later mom ttyl yes and that's i learned that last episode ttyl maddie i will talk to you later bye bye mom